Welcome back to The Lifeboat, a podcast where we strive to create a safe space for people who feel alone in their struggles in hopes that they'll feel us alone. Today we're talking about isolation and how it affects different people in different ways. With me today are our two guests, Kian. Hello. And Levi. What's up? And with that, let's get into it. Let's. This is episode four, Misadventures in Isolation. Uh, to get us started, I looked up the definition of Webster Dictionary sweet, definition sweet. of oh, isolation. God. Not very great. It's uh, solitude, <laughs> isolation, seclusion, mean the state of one who is alone. Mm. Yeah. So what does it actually mean, though? That's a great question. So what does it mean to y'all? That's the question that we're going to start off with. Oh, okay, okay. Can you want to go? <laughs> I mean, for me, I feel like isolation means like... Like alone, basically, like by yourself, like okay. nothing else. But however, I will say, being, I feel like there's two versions of isolation. Okay. One is being alone with yourself, and then another is being alone with God. Oh, yeah. You okay. know, I, I feel like one of those is better than the other. Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah, I, I, I feel like that's kind of similar to what I was thinking. Like, for me, it's just the process of secluding yourself for any length of time, and that can be healthily or unhealthily. And to get into it, I mean, God, I think, is the only healthy version. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Secluding yourself without him or just by yourself is a very unhealthy thing to do from lots of personal experience. Oh, for but, sure. I, yeah. I, I was having a conversation with someone the other day about isolation, ironically, um, and we were talking and I was like, you are a very big person of you isolate yourself by yourself and you, you sit there alone with your thoughts and all it does is bring up like you have negative thoughts about yourself all the time and that's Mm -hmm. unhealthy for you. Yeah. And the only way to change that is if you were to start like having spending time with God and like be, be alone with him, sit with him and, you know, just really embrace what he has for you. And I mean, I, th- I feel like I, I do that a good bit. Um, I, at least I try to, and uh, I feel like I'm in a good place right now to be able to talk about it. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely do that for me. Definitely. Isolation is like being separated from everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of isolation is what you do in that isolation. Yeah, for sure. And that can yeah. affect you. Um, and we'll move on to our second question, which is, do you think isolation is a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, <laughs> playing into exactly what we were just talking about, um, I think when when people think about isolation, I mean, if you look at it through the lens of COVID, we all isolated, right? We yeah. all isolated in our houses. We isolated with our families. And even if you take it into that family aspect, I think it's a bad thing. Like, you are secluding yourself from the world. You're secluding yourself from everything that has been created um and it's just very a very christian um way to put it is that we seclude ourselves from everything god has created for us like god has a plan for each and every one of us and when we isolate we remove ourselves 
from everything that he has put forth in our life, every person, every circumstance, every idea that he has brought forth for us, we seclude ourselves from that and we remove ourselves from that. And so I think when we isolate, we take yourself out of the equation and it might be because you're feeling too much or you're feeling too little or you're too stressed or overwhelmed or anxious uh, and you seclude yourself at least for me i'll seclude myself and um thinking that i can handle this yeah and that i can like think and come at this from another perspective but i end up um just falling into bad habits which we could talk about later but i just i isolate away from what i should be doing rather Mm -hmm. than um, embracing it yeah. and yeah. you know forging through the toughness yeah, of for life. Sure. For I'm sure, I'm gonna jump in and steal a term from Josh from last episode and call it a both end. Yeah. Um, I feel like there are some times where isolating can be a good thing where you yeah. can yeah, kind of like grow, especially yeah. when we talk about with God, with um, developing that solitude and developing that relationship with God on your own. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but also, like you were saying, it can be bad, and you can develop ha- bad habits and fall into just. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like you said, it's what you do in the isolation that affects whether it's good or bad. Right. You know, you, you yeah. can't just sit there and be sad about yourself and expect good things to come out of that. Well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think when you look at it through the, the good isolation, you know, with God, I don't even a good isolation is one where you're surrounded by um, when you're surrounded by god or you're praying or you're diving into the bible to try and think through things through a certain lens i don't even know if you can call that isolation because at that time you're not not alone alone. yeah Yeah. like you are straight up talking to the the one entity in this universe that has the infinite wisdom to have created everything and can tell you exactly what's going on yeah and exactly how to solve any problem that is faced that you are facing, rather. Yeah, I like that. That's really good. Um, so how does isolation affect you guys? Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I took the deep. Not great right there. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. No, no, it's, it's hard. It's I mean, tough. Uh, like you said, well, it depends on what we do. So if I'm sitting in my room and I'm, you know, not feeling the best about myself. I will sit there probably for hours and hours on end, probably sometimes days, and I sit there and I I just I just sulk about yeah. probably anything that comes to mind, like any negative thought that I could have, that I will take it and run. Oh, if, absolutely! Oh you know. my gosh, yes. But <laughs> if it's like if I'm like sitting with God, it's I've I'm learning. I'm learning more things about myself, about him, about the world, about people around me, about how to handle certain certain situations. I mean, yeah. it. <clears throat> I feel like I've grown more in the last few months being able to isolate myself with God than I have ever. Absolutely. Yeah. In, yeah, for in, sure. Uh, my few years of being Christian, you know. Yeah. 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 I mean, for me, I... I love this term. I fall, uh, when I isolate, I just completely fall into habitual habits of nothingness. Go ahead. Which is a big term. Go ahead and explain that one. But uh, (laughs) for me, when I isolate, like uh, during the COVID years, I I mean, we all isolated. Absolutely. All of us. We were all, I think the majority of at least our generation being, Mm -hmm. what are we, Zoomers? 
Isn't that the term? I don't even what, I ignore, you know, you are young <laughs> folks, but yeah. I think all of Gen Z. There we go. Thank oh, yeah. you, Josh. Our uh, man says we're Gen Z. Oh yeah. Uh, all of us, I think, through COVID, we all gained some form of mental health issue or another. Absolutely right. Whether knowingly or unknowingly, I know um, a lot of friends and family have you know thought that they were fine, but I mean, it kind of devastated you from certain aspects. Some people might not even feel it today but i mean uh, we obviously weren't made to be alone as uh, others have said in previous episodes like we are community creatures like yeah. we are right. people that commune but to go back to that huge statement i think for me when i isolate i fall into the habit of doing nothing yeah and so i am just i and it's like a literal habit because normally when you're not doing anything it's you don't you don't have habits or you don't have any habitual practices but for me, when I'm isolating, it's it's a habitual, like a ceremonial nothingness. I'll wake up, do nothing. I'll like barely eat and somehow gain weight. It's this crazy phenomenon. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're skinny, it might work, but uh, it, it's horrible. And so I, that was like, I just, I don't have any motivation, no purpose. And um, that's something that has been talked about a lot in the past of, without motivation we are nothing like we need to have a purpose yeah, purpose driven life like we are we are here for a reason and we have to seek that out and when you isolate it just drop, takes that all away and it introduces all the mental health problems in the Absolutely. world I think that we just all love so much that we just no. love yeah. mental health it's so great <laughs> I think uh, when the lockdown happened and COVID was going on it was it was it was good it was for a good second. For yeah. like the first, it was great. Month. I got to game all day, dude. Right, I was right. From school. Exactly. No school. I, I was able to wake up and I was like, oh, yeah, Fortnite, Fortnite, yeah. guys, straight up. And now, it, it, go a few months later, it's like, why am I feeling depressed? Oh, like, yeah. Why, why do yeah, I have no, no motivation to right. do schoolwork, to yeah. go out of the house, to go even like to go even to work before they started doing non-employment, like in. Like you said, motivation is a big part of yeah. of how we yeah. handle isolation. Right. If we don't have motivation, we're gonna sit there and be do in the abyss of nothingness. Yeah, we're gonna do oh, yeah. nothing for no reason. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. It's tough. And I feel that like there were times in like COVID, and even afterwards, like as we were like reintegrating into society and getting back into just life, where I just wouldn't move. Like I just yeah. lay in the bed. I wouldn't eat. Yeah, just yeah. Which I mean, that alone introduces health problems, right? Like physical health problems, but mm-hmm. um. I mean, I'm certainly not a scientist, but um, I've researched it a tiny bit. But I mean, dopamine, like when we isolate, we you like fall into this nothingness. Right. Mm-hmm. Which for me, that's kind of how I explain depression is it, like I just it's a it's a heavy fog over my every thought over my entire life. And um, when I'm depressed, it's I want I want dopamine. I yeah. want to feel happy. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of certain things that um, definitely need to be tackled in other episodes. That's for sure. They're too too big a topic. For sure. um, Like you seek dopamine. And then when you try and find momentary spurges of happiness, I don't even think that's a word. But it, it lowers your dopamine threshold. At least that's what I think. It was very brief research yeah but i mean and dopamine kind of just when when you have low dopamine it just plays into everything like you you're tired you don't have motivation which is just 
lining up perfectly with isolation. Yeah. yeah you have absolutely. anxiety, no concentration, no pleasure. You're moody. You're depressed. It's just like all of the fun things that we get to deal with. It's just it kind of coincides with that. I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting. When no, that was thinking about it. For yeah, sure. it's really cool to hear. <laughs> I like that you you brought up dopamine being like um. Uh, what did you, what, how'd you phrase it? It was um the dopamine threshold. Or? Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. We, we we have the capacity for so much. Yeah, and when it lo- but goes when you down, seek you start when you seek it in like um quick instances, mm-hmm. it just lowers and lowers to the point where yeah. it's you're always trying to fill just a small portion of what you're actually capable. Yeah, of. absolutely. Yeah. But and, uh, to bounce off of that, it's kind of like why I picked up the hobby of photography. It's yeah. like and I I now love that, and I have a hobby. It's an expensive hobby, but <laughs> yeah. a hobby nonetheless that I genuinely love and I love to do, and yeah. I, I, I like to spread it, and like I want to yeah, like to absolutely. share those moments with people, um, especially if it's like if I'm going out and doing street photography and I take pictures of like these random people, I love going over to them and being like, "Hey, I took this picture, yeah, uh, and I think you guys look really good," uh, and they love it every time. Um, I love being able to at the drop of a hat be able to go take pictures of my own family and and be able to um, share those moments with them and I love being able to take pictures for the church and and spread those moments with those people that are are having their own moments with God yeah Um, and uh, another hobby that I'm kind of trying to Back away from it was Legos. Like I, oh, I, oh don't I, back away from Legos. No, I think it's up there. I have a reason for backing away from Legos. <laughs> I can only have one expensive hobby in my life. Yeah, as of right now, and I'm choosing photography. That's fair. That's valid. Off, exactly. I mean, you can. If I do buy Legos, really broke. If I do buy Legos, a hundred or less. Yeah, no. I mean, I think we all picked up this hobby. At least really delved into it. Um, mm-hmm gaming like oh, we absolutely. all yeah i mean we all love video games before covid but i, I feel like it was a way to like sure stay thing. connected with your friends while yes you're I, think that, I think for me at least that was an excuse yeah. that okay. was an excuse to indulge because mm-hmm. when i would play video games what i wanted was like i'm not a big fan of like the pvp you know comp- super competitive i love i absolutely love being able to go play in some world and check off boxes on lists like i would I would like playing Assassin's Creed. I would collect everything. I would yeah. do every little task, okay. and it would give me those little moments of dopamine. Like, oh, I did that. I'm happy now. So it's kind of like um, feel dry, but platinuming yeah. a game. Yeah, okay. yeah, unlocking every trophy for sure. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah, that was that was a habit of mine that I picked up. Well, gaming can be excellent, like Chase said. I mean, you can become closer with your friends. Like that's yeah. that's something that we've done over the past couple of months as we've enjoyed the absolute perfection that is currently Fortnite to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we've grown closer. Like we've we've talked I mean, more, we we've have, hung yeah, out more. We have. Yeah. And it's a good thing. I just think it needs to be in you need to monitor that um that habit. I, to make sure it doesn't get out of control. Yeah. I will say I do like that we you bring up gaming and like I, as much as I love playing online with you guys and like hanging out like playing Fortnite or playing Call of Duty with you guys. I, I love the fact that we do in-person game nights. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah. I, I, there's something about being in person with each other that, that brings the friendship closer than, yeah. Yeah. than just being able to talk to each other through a screen, you know? And that, that was a big thing during COVID is like, we couldn't do that. 
you know and now now we're yeah. able to and now we're finally hanging out more and we we're i feel like we're all closer yeah um absolutely you know and that's it, something that hit me really hard yeah because like after i mean covid we yeah. were all separated and then after that i kind of like i i moved away from the central area that we were all at and mm-hmm. kind of like removed myself from the group thinking like i'm out of high school now i should just dip out like i should move on and um for a while i was okay and then thinking i was okay and then you know like i didn't really have that group of friends that i could go for a random saturday go play games with for like four hours straight and not even worry about it and so coming back i realized how huge it was like being with your friends is awesome hanging out online calling each other hanging out i don't know like at the mall or something but hanging out and doing really nothing is awesome yeah oh yeah it's community like that i feel like that's kind of a good 100%. definition of community is being able to gather and just pretty much do nothing like we're not really doing a whole lot oh, we're, we're making not. fun of each other i literally was games. just about to say that yeah. is that like um, community is a very big thing especially if you're like in a, a christian lifestyle we're community driven creatures right so being able to play online and talk to each other is uh, in a sorts a form of community however when you start doing that stuff in person yeah that community grows stronger and it, it builds a stronger bond and, and you just have a, a better lifestyle once you start doing things in person again you yeah. know and like absolutely covid like to try to take that oh, yeah, from us and, and beating that sucked us i feel like mm-hmm. i feel like we were able to come back pretty pretty strong absolutely yeah yeah i like that not like that a lot let's see I don't know if we covered this, but I'm gonna ask you anyways. Uh, can isolation cause things like depression and anxiety? Yes. Has it co- Bingo. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think we barely touched it. To be honest, I think we. I think we. we I think we it. slightly yeah, we scraped, touched it. Yeah. Scrape the tip of the iceberg with you it. You put the plaque on the statue. Yeah. 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 Now you it's know. time to actually read it. Type yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I think I think isolation and being during COVID it was like the peak of my yeah. my oh, depression my and gosh, anxiety yeah. like i feel like yeah. that's probably more than likely where i got majority of like my depression and anxiety you know and I, i've grown out of it or i've i've must be nice learned how to deal with it a little bit better yeah. than others um but you know uh, there's still parts of me that like i get socially anxious if i'm in a big crowd or i i don't want to go talk to this person if I barely know them, right. which I normally didn't used to do. I used to be a very big people person. Like I, I used to go over and talk all the time, oh, yeah. even if they were like some random person. Like you know that when I was yeah, during no. age twelve, mm-hmm. like I, any random like new person, I would go over and start having a conversation with them just to make them feel welcomed. Yeah, yeah. you know, age twelve is our high school ministry for yes. all of those non stoners out there. Twelve stoners. I don't Yo. know. If we can <laughs> clarify. I don't that. know if we can use <laughs> twelve stone church. Oh, That's yeah. what we're talking about. Um, but. That's you know that I yeah, used no. to do that all the time, all the time. And then COVID happened, and, and all that other stuff that happened at during that time, mm-hmm. you know that that caused that to kind of go away, which sucks. But you know, I'm I'm slowly getting back out there, and I'm slowly putting myself more out there, um, trying to put myself in the uncomfortable because I don't think I, anyone should ever be comfortable with where they're absolutely at. not oh, you yeah. cannot grow in comfortability exactly no putting yourself in uncomfortable situations will make you become comfortable with said situation absolutely right which then you push yourself to be more uncomfortable and then you're a point you're at a point where you're just fine with just about any situation you're in because you're 
you've reached a level of comfortability with yourself that you know yourself and you know that in social scenarios, not everything is going to go wrong all the time yeah. and that it's not really that scary. You're just hanging out and talking to people yeah. and everyone, we are all much more alike than we all think we are. For, for sure. Mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah, I actually did not realize this until you said it, but I always thought that I had just a regular anxiety of like, for no reason, I'd start to feel anxious. But uh, thinking on it, like I definitely had social anxiety coming out of COVID. Yeah, like, yeah, I, would, I think everybody did. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I don't know how I didn't realize it. it until just now. I mean, right, I mean, if you really think yeah. about it, we were away from people for a for year and a half. A year and a I mean, half, exactly. We thought it was an people. extended spring break. A year and a half. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we graduated. <laughs> spring guys. break ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. we graduated during COVID. Yeah, that on the PowerPoint. I quite literally watched my face slide across the PowerPoint. Yeah, crazy. And and we were expected to come out of that perfectly fine with no mental issues. Yeah, get yeah, out of yeah. here, bro. <laughs> we went through, I mean, we, horrible times. We missed our entire back our half senior of our senior year. year. Dude, yeah. yeah. We, yeah, Chase, absolutely. we missed our senior stuff. Anything yep, related anything to senior, we did, we didn't being do. a senior, yeah, man. we didn't get. We didn't get a senior breakfast. They gave we didn't a cap and gown, but we didn't walk. Uh, yeah, mean, never went to senior prom. Never right. did yeah. a senior walk. No never Friday night games. That almost that it was, exact, No senior pranks. Yeah. No, no walking across the stage. I, I mean... I, 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 Believe it or not, I still don't have my diploma. Neither I don't do are you serious? Mine never came in the mail. <laughs> Mine came in the, in mail. the mail. If you remember, I, I moved. I don't know where to oh, find yeah, it. Yeah, so. and I, they never sent it to me. Yeah, and like they had my new address you and everything, and they knew that I drove. Pull up. And I'm not get going. That. To, I'm not well, going. See, here's the thing: is <laughs> Listen, my I'm, college knows that I graduate. My college so also knows that I graduate. Like they can I'm not looking for jobs that require a high school diploma yeah. anymore. So I think exactly. I'm. I don't know. Just having the <laughs> diploma just it, it felt nice. If it's, you know, if it's four in, years of if suffering, it's, if it's on the internet, bro, to hang it would be nice. Yeah. I mean, it's the last little booklet too. You should like phone fold it. I mean, never got it. Never got a cap and gown. Yeah, I missing can, a lot of our senior year. I style. have cap and gown, but I did not get my diploma. Dang, that's yeah. crazy. one of the lucky ones. But yeah, no, I mean, for the world, I feel like to to expect us to come out of that unscathed, yeah, is not only a wild request, yeah, but it's kind of ignorant. I feel like absolutely and not to say you know woe is me, but uh, like we went through a lot, mm-hmm. and it's a lot that nobody would think is important, right? Like it's. So what? You got a break for a year and a half. Like, yeah. how great is that? Until you realize, well, we were secluded from what grows people up. Is that social? That's what school is for. Yeah. It's for social interaction and obviously learning. But that kind of takes second place for just about everyone. Yeah. Um, we were secluded from social interaction for a year and a half at arguably one of our the most pivotal points in our life. Right. Absolutely. Like we didn't have that. Like going into college, I, I put off my fall semester Same. because I didn't want to go having the college experience through a COVID lens. I thought that was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And little did I know, going in the spring would be exactly the same. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it was still COVID lockdown. Oh, but um yeah, I mean I think that there's something to be said and a further discussion on how depression and anxiety and all of these other um, social or mental health issues like dissociative identity disorder, like all of these Mm -hmm. things where you kind of just are out of your head and you don't know why. I think there needs to be a lot more resources available because when you introduce that stuff and the world expects you to be okay, 
that's when you start to not understand, especially for me. I like to understand where I am. Like I, mentally, yeah. I need to know where I am. Where, like, am I okay? And when I don't have resources or everyone's telling me like, yeah, you, sh- you are okay. You're fine. There's nothing actually going wrong. Mm-hmm. That's where it led me to at least um, very dark places. Like I've, I've I, I'm very proud to say that I've never been suicidal. But in my point of view, um, you know, there's this big mountain, which is depression. And mm-hmm. once you reach the peak, at least for me, there's this plateau and then a drop off. And then that's where, you know, life ends. And I, I've been to the plateau. Like I've been close. And um, what helped me out of that is being with people, is talking to my parents even though that was the last thing I wanted to do because my parents, I always thought were dumb and stupid and had no idea about anything. <laughs> Turns out they're your parents. They love you and care for you. And mm-hmm. they have good advice. As much yeah. as I still don't listen to it, they have great advice. Oh, yeah. Dude, I saw, okay. Um, so I didn't start talking to my mom about like how I feel or like what I'm going through until like the end of COVID. Yeah. You know, and like, I, I hate that. Like, that's my mom. The only reason why I didn't yeah. do it is because I didn't want her to see me damaged. Like, I didn't want her to see her kid damaged. No, you want to be yeah. whole. You want to yeah, be I, good. I want, yeah, I wanted to show her that I was okay. Like, I, I didn't have anything wrong with me. I, one of the very few of my siblings, hopefully they don't listen to this, <laughs> one of the very few of my siblings that, you know, is doing well with themselves. But, the, the, in reality the truth was i i wasn't you know i during yeah. like going through covid uh, is uh, another thing was is like i was dealing with a lot of suppressed childhood trauma that i didn't know i had mm. yeah you know my parents got divorced eighth grade to ninth grade year and i didn't know how to deal with it because i was young like yeah. before that i thought they were like fine i didn't know anything was happening i had uh, i had a, a, an amazing childhood amazing childhood and then it changed everything just got flipped around you know and i i had no idea how to handle that and uh, the only way i could was to act like it didn't happen you know i i knew mm-hmm. that they got divorced but i didn't i didn't talk about it with them i didn't i didn't know what happened until two or three years later you know and when my sister had to tell me she was like do you even know why they got divorced I mean, i'm not gonna say it on the podcast but yeah i i didn't know that until two or three years later and I, it sucked because you know like if if my mom expects me to talk to her then I, I i kind of expect her to talk to me as well yeah you know like yeah. we're blood you know we're we're related in blood mm-hmm. yeah she birthed me I, I we need to have some form of connection and um unfortunately covid was one of those places where it was like i don't want to talk to you right now like i just i want to be by myself which is i another Made thing it, of like you're already where by I, yourself yeah, where like isolation is like yeah. a very yeah. big thing and and it, covid is just like the downfall of everything basically you yeah. know and, and yeah. that sucks. i think covid is the only virus to ever touch the world and kill people mentally yeah. more rather than physically mm-hmm. and i'm not downplaying deaths that no, was a I lot know. that was horrible yeah. that was horrific but i think what it has done to the population worldwide has been far more detrimental to mental health rather than physical health because i mean i've yet to meet someone yet i'm 21 i've yet to meet someone that has come out of covid knowing that they don't have mental health issues or at least aren't wary of it i mean i've you know hung out with 
dude. students that you know yeah. don't really aren't able to think about that at that level yet. But um, I, you, you can just see it. Like some are socially awkward. Some Absolutely. Have anxiety, or some have these underlying feelings of depression. Um, but a lot of that is, it's present. But what mm-hmm. you were saying about family issues coming out during. Yeah. That period of isolation like, is huge. There was I've nothing had, else yeah. to think about. And the only thing that I could think about is why my family was destroyed in a matter of a year Yeah, from, from that time. And, you know, I thought about it. And as much as it sucked knowing what, like, what happened, I didn't view anyone differently. You know, I still, I love my parents. Yeah. I love my parents. Like... If, You've got issues, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But they're, but they're still, still human, that you know. Love, yeah. they're, they're still my parents, and they're still amazing. And um, if if I could see them more and hang out with them more, I would. My dad lives in Florida, and I, I live yeah. with my mom. But you know, there's <clears throat> there's only so much that I can do to express that kind of thing. But I think a lot of us have that that unconscious fear of like showing that we're very much damaged to our parents especially mm. since we came from them yeah is like yeah. a huge thing and that uh, the only time i really noticed that was during COVID. yeah um, absolutely yeah our, our our family has been through quite a bit of turmoil um and thankfully it's it's never been inter-family dispute you know yeah. it's always been outside forces clawing at us but um COVID really brought that up for me and I would I'll call it the Ryan method but um, I would take things and I would bottle them up and then pretend like it didn't bug me just to shout out my homie Um, but I would pretend like everything was okay and then um, I would talk to my therapist by the way therapy is amazing gotta give me one of those Um, (laughs) even if you don't have a therapist don't think it's stupid don't think it's out of mind uh, I've met quite a few many people that could benefit a lot from a therapist. I, I mm-hmm. but recently was thinking about yeah, going to therapy. Too, yeah. or therapy counseling. is huge, and and I do always think that a mental health professional is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a therapist, or well, two therapists, and a psychologist, and um, I think they're huge. No, talking to someone is amazing. Absolutely, yeah. like what we're doing and what we're hopefully doing for those listening is providing a pathway. I do this all the time, listen to podcasts. I talk right back to them, but in my head. And this, I'm kind of this, a psychopath. This guy gets it. Oh, <laughs> this guy gets but it. Um, talking to people is huge. Absolutely. Um, I do that a lot with my siblings. I'll, uh, I'll blow up and I'll be a horrible sibling. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I will break it down in my head and I'm like, okay, but I need to talk about this because I just did something bad and I need to fix it. Yeah. And so I go and talk. And um, talking to anyone is huge, but I think we need to make it known that while talking to friends, talking to family is really important. So is talking to people that definitely know what they're doing. And I think um, talking to anyone is huge, and talking to that therapist is also huge. But I mean, yeah, my family, we went through a lot of troubles, and when I talked to my therapist, it would all come out, and I'd be this crying, snot sniffling, <laughs> hot mess, man. But mm-hmm. um, it, I talked about it, and those family issues were really they they were deep and yeah. um a lot of things i thought were my fault and you know i some of me still believes that they are mm-hmm. some of these events that have happened i still believe like yeah I'm, I'm part to blame even though i you know i know i'm not 
but there's a, just that emotional connection that I've still got to work through. I mean, we all still have our issues. Absolutely. For sure. But just talking is huge and working through those issues is huge. Absolutely. Sure. I, I like the, um, you brought up, um, I forgot. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, no, the it, it, of the human mind. it'll be fine. Uh, I mean, I'll hop onto that too. Like, um, I talk about every every now and again, you know, really? the hospital trip. That was fun. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Scary moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Let's woo that out. I don't talk. I didn't talk to my anybody. Yeah. I, didn't talk I, remember, to anybody. I remember. I remember that happening. I I was scared. Like you had gone through something, and weren't talking about it at and, all. I mean, I don't know if you guys picked up on when that happened to me. I was already relatively isolated from the friend group at that point, but our life kind of hit a halt and mm-hmm. I hadn't, and you know, I knew why, but I had no idea why. And uh, noticing that on you was terrifying because you are such, when you're around your friends, you're such an outward person. And then seeing you stop or like, yeah, something happened, but I don't want to talk about it. It was scary. Yeah. Cause I know, I mean, still friends in our friend group and family still go through that right now. Right. Like, yeah. Something's going on, but I'm not going to talk about it. And I, while I understand some point, sometimes of, not wanting to talk about it, I think it's still a scary thing to me. It's just terrifying. Man. Your mind For sure. can go anywhere. Right. Really quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. It goes back to perception. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really does. Because you don't want to talk about it because you don't want them to see you differently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's all it really is. Everything yeah. that we've talked about for these past four episodes all tie in together. All right. Oh, you know, there's mental no- health is one. I, th- I like to say this about Christianity, yeah. that God has created, he has spun the most gorgeous and intricate co- or, uh, spider web of all time, mm-hmm. and everything is connected. Mm-hmm. So when a fly flies in, it bounces and hits the spider, everything is connected, and I think so is mental health. Yeah. Mental oh, health yeah. is just a giant spider web. Everything's connected. You can point everything to everything, and there's causes for everything, and there's reasons for everything. Right. And yeah. if, you really, if you really want to think about it, every mental health can lead back to rejection. Because at one point in your life, someone might have just been like, no thanks. Not, not worth my time. Right. Yeah, I was about to call BS on that, but thinking about, like, my depression stems from myself. Yeah. I am my biggest bully. And, like I, and I think that's a future episode in and of itself. Just yeah. shame. Um, but. And when I when I say when I yeah, say I rejected like, myself, someone, someone rejects you, it, that includes yourself. Absolutely. You know, 100%. Yeah. And, and I, that's a huge thing that, that, that no one really thinks about. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I didn't think that. And, like, I didn't even think about that until I heard that. And I was like, wow, that is, like, changes the like, way I think about everything right it now. changes the game. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. So, can isolating yourself from a situation help or hurt you? Yeah, um, <laughs> I think. From what said, I feel like we've talked about this already. There's a good yes to that answer because yes, it can. I think. I, I mean, I in my notes I've written down that 99% hurt. That yeah. Isolating, I think, is a 99 to one game. I don't. I I think I might be exaggerating in some way, but I think that when we think of isolation and when we isolate, it's almost never in a good way. Yeah. Because we, I, I, I'm a proud man. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a dude. I carry that trait of being proud. 
I always think I've got it in the bag with every issue I've ever had in my life. I'm like, you know what? I can handle this. Yeah. Um, and so I think that 99% is hurting, but you know, that 1% I think is isolating for a short period of time, a few minutes to maybe an hour max. I mean, like really short and talking to the God, talking to God. Yeah. You know, so uh, the thing, this is something that I was thinking about the other day is that, um, when we isolate ourselves in a bad way it's very like unconscious like we don't do it on purpose Mm -hmm. you know when we isolate ourselves with god it's purposeful Mm -hmm. it's it's for it's for a reason oh yeah so when we do it unconsciously something happened like uh i'll bring up today so today uh i was very overwhelmed at work and i i I, I pretty much snapped on someone that i didn't mean to snap at and i felt really bad afterwards like after i've calmed down i was like dang like that that's something that i've been working on is like being able to control how I'm feeling. And when I started feeling overwhelmed, I felt like I, I wasn't being able to control it. Um, which I mean, to be fair, I have no control over that anyways, you know? Yeah. That's something that like I have to be with God with. Um, yeah, that's a big, uh, that's a big problem for me that I'm currently working through is out uh, for me. It's specifically outbursts of anger. Yeah. Like I'll, I can take ec- like, let's just say 38%. Like you can throw 30% of everything you've got at me. And then I hit 31% and I, you know, I start simmering and then I hit 50 and I really start boiling. And then at one point it just breaks Yeah. and I blow up and nothing I say is meaningful ever. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's never meaningful, but I, I say it anyways. Like, absolutely. And, and there's no, there's no recovery in the moment for that. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. But yeah, that's, that's a great point. It conferring with the Lord in that time. And yeah. It, 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 after I had, like had calmed down and everything, I, I, I looked throughout the entire warehouse to find them again. And I, I had to make sure that I apologized because if I didn't, I would have felt horrible for the rest of the day. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. That's, there's that's n- my big thing is finding them and apologizing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's no reason. It, but like we're all in the same yeah. place. We all are going through the same thing. There's no reason why the way that I'm feeling should be taken out on, like taken out on mm-hmm. you. You know, like, and I, I felt really bad about that. And so I, I found them and I apologized to them and, and uh, I made amends. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think to add to that just a tiny bit is, at least from my perspective, I apologize. I, I, I at least used to. Um, I would apologize and then move on. Because in my mm-hmm. head, an issue will arise. And then something will happen to, to strengthen or to make that issue, to grow the issue. And then um, I'll blow up. And then I'll go apologize and expect everything to be okay. Yeah. Like, we're on the same page here. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I hurt you. But... I slapped that Band-Aid on and I made sure it was airtight. And so I gave you the best apology ever and then I'd move on. And I've realized that while, yes, I am apologizing, they aren't moved on. And so instead of, for me now, instead of excusing myself for my actions, I've provided reasoning. And it's not not near the end of the line because I still have to rein in Mm -hmm. the whole reasoning for the outburst in the first place absolutely but i'd provide reasons like this doesn't excuse anything i've done yeah i am still a horrible person and i still need to fix this i need to talk to god about this and i need to pray and i need to fix this but this is why i had a horrible day or like a recent example i come home from a 13 hour school day long day i wake up at six and i get home at like seven it's a long day it's tough And I walk up. Oh, I get my gym bag. Monster exploded. 
in Oof. the gym bag, full of monster energy. A horrible start. I get to the house. Dog ate all of my Halloween candy. All of it. Oh, Chocolate and everything. My gosh. Reese's. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, all of them. Trash everywhere. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And then, and then, I turn the three steps. There's giant piles of poop all throughout oh my room. Oh, my gosh. And then I get downstairs and whatever is a mess and I'm just like so upset and there's like my favorite food was missing that I was planning on eating that day and just built and built and built oh, that was and a then bad I exploded <laughs> and it was just it was horrible and so yeah I provide my reasoning but it never excuses it just because yeah, I mean, to, I'm still a moron <laughs> yeah to, to give the the uh, better description of what happened is the, it was my boss who I kind of snapped on uh, and I went out and I found her and I was like hey I wanted to apologize for earlier because I shouldn't have talked to you that way. Like you're my boss and you treat with yeah. me with so much respect. And it's only fair that I treat you back with, with the same respect, if not more. Absolutely. So uh, to kind of explain why I was snapping is because I, I was feeling very overwhelmed um, with everything that was happening on like, um, so I work with the robot. So I was like, everything that happens on the floor. I've so I was like, I, I'm very sorry. It doesn't like, I shouldn't have talked to you that way. Um, it's something that I'm working on. Uh, I've been working on. Um, so I, I, if it happens again, I do expect you to put me in check. Like okay. you're my boss yeah. and put me in line. Yeah, dude. absolutely. Yeah. Like there's, you're my boss. Do not let me talk to you like that. Cause if it happens yeah. once it can happen again, you mm -hmm. know, there's no reason why I should get away with it. And there's that feeling like I completely respect you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel horrible. Yeah. Like, I absolutely adore you. I respect you. Please, like, Literally. put me in line because I don't mean that, and I hate it when that happens. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I totally feel it's you like on it's that. like it, one of the best managers that I've had work, since yeah. working at Amazon. And then I snapped. And I felt horrible about it, so I was like, I want to apologize. And, uh, and you know, we were cool. She, I mean, she started laughing about it, but it, not because it was funny. No, but because but because she wasn't expecting it. Because yeah. I don't do that often. Yeah. So she was like, I just. I'm taking you seriously, I promise. But I just wasn't expecting it, um, which is why I was laughing. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, understand. No, I find that like in situations like that, God is quick to humble you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. He will check you straight in the heart. It's like, Absolutely. Hey, yo, dog, check this out. It's like, <laughs> bam. <laughs> it's like, why hey, you do that, huh? You, yeah. what, what was the reason? Yeah. Why are you talking to them like that, huh? Right. Go turn around. Go turn around. Oh, You're yeah. better than that. Yeah. yeah, you know better. Come on. <laughs> right, right. Oh yeah, my dad would always when our dog would pee or poop, he would grab the dog and like, "What did you do?" And the dog's like, "I'm sorry, it just happened." And I mean, that's kind of what God does to me, yeah. at least. Like, I mean, he grabs me by the collar and is like, "Man, what is that? What did you do? Fix it." Go yeah. sit in the corner and think about your life. I mean, um, the worst part is if it happens to like if you snap on your significant other. Yeah. Because then it's like. Mm. Not only are you having to apologize and give your reasoning why, but now you're also having having to deal with like um, fixing it, fixing the like why yeah. you snapped and having to earn stuff back and stuff like that. Like there, at no point should anything that happens outside of your relationship with your significant it other be taken out on. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. your Absolutely. your relationship is you and them. I think that's know? something that we all struggle with, and yeah. that's something that affects every one of us. But um, absolutely, like when you. I, I think that goes for just about every relationship. Yeah. That's something yeah. that no matter what happens, like um, I've been, exp I don't know if this is an isolated event, but lately I've been experiencing a ton 
of horrible drivers. No, that's every day. On the road. I don't know what's in the water or what's on the road. But these people people will be driving crazy. Right. I'm getting cut off left and right. I'm having these crazy drivers fly past me 20 over. People not putting their turn signal on. Oh, guys. Yeah. Guys. And I just don't. And like that stuff will then affect like with how I talk to my siblings. Right. how I go into small group, which is huge Gosh. for me because I only come from a place from, of love. Yeah. But I go in irritated and then I just end up irritated and I take it out on whatever. Guys, it's just God trying to teach you patience. I'm be honest yeah, with you, man. I rude. don't care. That, that, that is a cruel <laughs> Yo, way to teach me patience. You want to know cruel? My life is on the line. You want to know cruel? I didn't have a horn for two two to three years oh, for, in valid. my car. At no point could I road rage back. I had to accept it. That's where I, I mean, learned I'm patience currently, from. My car, sometimes the headlights will go out just mid-drive. <laughs> and so I've had it happen before. I'm leaving church, and it's pitch black, and the headlights will disappear. And so I have to either turn on the brights and, like, almost kill people oh. by, you know, <laughs> my brights being in their face. But, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I get that. Absolutely. Now, I hope it's not him showing me patience because that's <laughs> as cruel and as mean, but yes. I get it. I mean, yeah. there's other ways, but I feel like I feel like that's where I've learned a lot of patience is that's fair. road yeah. rage. What are things that cause you to isolate? Uh, negative feedback. <laughs> negative feedback or... Or if someone is like, um, what's the word? If if I'm getting critiqued about something and it's coming off, like, I've, obviously. Dude, way to pioneer and reckon back to previous episodes. Uh, dude, I mean, the I whole know. time. Dude, I'm great with callbacks. It's anyway, all, all right. connected. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, if I'm getting negatively critiqued about something, and I, at least that's how I'm viewing it, mm-hmm. I, I will, like, shut down and uh, I, I won't. I don't really talk to anyone the rest of the day or even if it's um like that's just one example if, if another one is like um if I snap on someone like like today I did not talk to anyone I, I wanted to be by myself until um you know I finally was like why did I do that you know yeah. I, I, I isolated myself and I think it was uh, for a reason of um for me at least I, when I do that it's so I don't do it again yeah. Onto mm-hmm. other people that don't deserve it, you know? Um, yeah, I think that harkens back to trying to isolate for the good reasons. Absolutely. But it ends up being. Yeah, absolutely. You yourself and. Mm, you yourself you and. You. Yeah, but you already, I already said you. Yeah, it's but. me, myself, and I, but you, yourself, and. Is that the portal? Thou. Oh, King James. Okay. But yeah, I mean, that, that's, absolutely. that's a way. And then, you know, for a good way is like if. You know, I'm reading the Bible. If I'm, you know, doing a devotional, is like I'll, I'll Some shut off my yeah, yeah, shut yeah. off my phone, lock my door, and that's always and just be, be by myself yeah, and God yeah. and and like, sit with that. Wisdom words. Oh yeah, yeah I love that. Sure. Yeah, I'll definitely like you know, open that iPad, pull the Bible app, Amen, blast brother. that worship music, hit the oh, devotional. Yeah. Just I mean, yeah. The best is when you don't have any music at all. You're just sitting there in silence. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I started no. this habit of having. I, like I have to have music when I'm reading anything now. Okay, but and so I'd be listening to Frank Ocean, man, popping a fantasy book. Ain't no way. But yeah, dude, I gotta be, I gotta be listening to worship. You music. were telling me about that. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Uh, right now though, I'll listen to worship music, have the Bible, have a Devo, mm-hmm. and then I'll have a oh, what are those called? They're like a you got it a Bible explanation. It's like a uh, this dude wrote a website 
there's like hundreds of them. There's a lot of websites. But he explains the Bible chapter by chapter in real depth, like through a historical. It's very. I'm a history major. I know real scripture. That's very interesting. Very historical way of looking at a source, which is also primary source. But um, I love it. Yeah, man. Worship. Worship music is key. But yeah, uh, yeah, Chase. What? That's a fine. It is about anything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my list is like ten things long. No, like personally, like. If a conversation I have goes the wrong way, or if I lash out, or if I'm really pissed off, I will just walk away and just yeah. be silent. You won't hear from friends. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's something that we all do. Like it's, it's not great. Definitely not no. great. But can I say yeah. something about that? Hmm. I feel like when you're mad at someone, you isolate yourself from them to protect them from you. I think that not could be, so much so yeah of, uh, just so reason. I don't yeah maybe that could make blowing. it 98 too you know <laughs> you know because I've I've had to do as part of I feel like you know I'm in this in this arc of my life where I'm like in the growth arc the training arc where everyone loves because it's over that quickly and it's just this cool montage yeah. <laughs> but for me it's like I'll I've, I've started like when events will just you know build up to where i'm at that 50 percent, and i'll just somehow by the grace of god get the knowledge and wisdom to walk away yeah and then yeah. i'm just removed from that scenario so yeah I, I feel that for sure and yeah i feel like that could be another good form of isolation is when you recuse yourself from a scenario to protect everyone else especially when you from know the it will be of yourself yeah because yeah. you know that nothing I do that at home. is gonna happen like you know you'll say something you're yeah. you can't take back yeah, absolutely being the only christian in your family is so difficult yeah i can't I'm imagine sure. yeah. I, the amount I mean, of times my mom's a pastor so absolutely I the, get that. the yeah, amount of times yeah, I, that i have to hold my that. tongue to my siblings or like mind how i speak to them is is insane and uh, i was talking um i was in a meeting with someone uh last week uh, I, and I was talking about this and mm-hmm. I was like, it, it's difficult um, because when I first became Christian, they like bashed me for it. They were like, oh, you, you and your God, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it is me and my God. Yeah, like, <laughs> What's up with like, that? Got, like, first of all, you're my siblings, you know, you're going to bash me for something that I believe in. Like, I don't, I don't make fun of you and whatever faith you have. Yeah. I don't, I don't sit yeah. there and, and critique you if you do something negatively or not Yeah. in the way of your religion. Like, you guys are supposed to be my siblings and you're supposed to support me. Yeah, I think there's a duty, though, as a Christian, though, <clears throat> is to when situations like that happen when we're attacked just because that mm-hmm. we know that there is a god that loves us unfailingly and that we can reciprocate just a tiny fraction of a percent of that mm-hmm. i think it's kind of when we get ridiculed for that it's our job to just show them love and be like you know what i don't understand why you're attacking me or Absolutely. why you feel x y and z mm-hmm. but i'm choosing to have love for you even though yeah. you may not feel love in that scenario i mean i've I've certainly felt that way towards friends. Like, they'll attack me or make fun of me, and I'm like, I have to choose to love you. Because yeah. Because that's what God would do. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm called don't to. Don't get me and wrong. Isolation only makes everything worse. Absolutely. Especially when it's uh, when you're being forced into that isolation mm-hmm. by someone attacking yeah. you. I, mean, I feel like those thoughts definitely fester in yeah. isolation. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. yeah. Can only lead to that. Yeah. It's like, I've been to a lot of churches in Europe, man. And I feel like isolation is kind of walking into one of those by yourself. 
because these are vaulted ceilings. It's gorgeous. It's stunning. Your mind might be gorgeous. Mine is a jumbled mess. But you go in, and then your voice just echoes. Yeah. After every single riser, everything. And I feel like that's kind of isolation I, I for me. Like is I, I go in, and then I just start talking, and it's just bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. That's a good... um. And the, the voice gets too much darker. Yeah, that's and, a good like yeah, image, mental yeah, image cool. for that. That's at least for me. But, but, I mean, you guys are not wrong. You know, as... Uh, Christian ways show you, you you're supposed to show love towards your enemies you know yeah and I don't see them as my enemies I see them as my siblings and, and I, I, I adults I, that I love yeah, yeah <laughs> um, but I, I do try to show them love and I, I do try to show them that I care for them um, uh, it, it's just difficult sometimes yeah, and, yeah and, absolutely and I've expressed to my mom like my mom's very supportive of it and she's very like um, she like one of the things I talk to her about is like how my siblings treat me sometimes and, yeah. and she's like I'm sorry like you shouldn't have to deal with that but yeah I love yeah, my mom I get that I'm a mama's boy um things for me that cause me to isolate I've got I mean I genuinely have a very long list I have his notes pulled it's up it's like 10 things yeah so that's not that long but for me it's mostly scenarios that are relatively negative so um intimidating things foreign things or intimidating scenarios or foreign scenarios uncomfortable scenarios um anger depression anxiety and for me the weirdest one is boredom yeah or, or sloth you know to get the official mm-hmm. 19th century term um these things all cause me to be like okay i'm i don't like this anymore yeah and so i return to myself and it's 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 rather crazy but uh you know, speaking of when I isolate and how that, how those things cause me to isolate, I don't know about you, but my isolation is like, it can go from anywhere from like a day to literal years. Yeah. Because obviously COVID, um, I, it ended up being two years of straight isolation and loneliness by myself. It was, it was, it was a horrible, horrible event. But yeah, I go from anywhere from a couple of days to genuine years. Yeah. Uh, mine's mine's not as extreme. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, to choose the choice of words for that, but um, I will say it, it's nice having a significant other who understands you and Absolutely. is able to. That's huge. Yeah. She's able she's able to tell when I start isolating myself, and she's like, "Hey, like, what's what's going on? Like, yeah. let's talk." I think that is obviously incredibly important. I think there's also can't rely on that. Mm-hmm. No, that can't be. I mean, your reliance is yeah. Your, so but i think there's also we can rely on our family absolutely rely on our our small group leaders or my mentor like my mentor is there for me to call me on my bs like i'm gonna i'll be an idiot as i've already done i'll be a moron and he'll call me on it he's like hey man and it's nothing with love it's nothing but love so what are some things that you can do that can free you from isolation i mean besides I mean, putting the 80th nail in the caution, coffin of just <laughs> Jesus. Um, I, I, have, I have it written down. I have the yourself section and then as an outside friend section. Mm-hmm. And obviously yourself is praying, reading the Bible, uh, communing with people from the church. Those who know a whole heck of a lot more than you because we don't know it all. Yeah. We're all idiots. Yeah. Um, talking to friends, talking to professional professionals that you know, really know about mental health and then community. Yeah. It's at least um, what I've, what I've thought from a personal perspective. And then as an outside friend, because 
I, I think in our in our friend group, we've definitely seen each other go through different periods of isolation. Absolutely. Yep. Each one of us has gone through a lengthy period, and we've all seen it. And so as a friend, for anyone listening, if you see your friend going through this, in a kind of weird way, show them how great life is. Make them jealous. Like, in, in a very kind and loving way, with nothing but love, show them how amazing life really is yeah. outside of that isolation. Show them, um, like, how fun it is to hang out with people. Invite them to do things. It, yeah, yes. That, and that, that's part of it, is make sure that really they good. know that, they're, that they have a way out through you or yeah. through anyone else. Is like, show them how great it is and then offer that hand. And yeah. just be there. Be there and push them to be way better than they are. Because that's what you really need as a friend. Yeah. Someone that's there and that'll push you to be better in every way. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I mean... To be honest, I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, to For yourself, you pray, read the Bible, talk to yeah. people, talk to professionals, talk to, you know, find community. Like, get, yeah. push yourself to be out of the comfort zone. You know, we're, we're not meant to be comfortable. Um, and then as an outside friend, I, I totally agree, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, as we were saying before the show, I'm kind of a professional on isolation, sadly. But really <laughs> I've spent I mean, way too long I mean, in my life being by myself. I mean, let's, let's be honest. The, all three of us are. Yeah. You know, yeah. if we have any form of isolation, we yeah. magically become an expert. I hate oh, yeah. going. I hated going through it, but I love that I have the answers. To Absolutely. Help, you know? Listen, oh, yeah. I during that's the time, something I found is that I love being able to help. Absolutely. I hated going through it, and it's horrible, but I made it through, uh, and I'm here now. Uh, yeah. Something that I love about this podcast is that like a lot of us have gone through this mental problems that we've been, mm -hmm. like I've talked about, but a lot of us have, have been able to, to go through it and, and now have some form of expertise to be able to talk about it. And like expertise I, as a loose term for sure. Yeah. As <laughs> we are not I mean, experts. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as loose as your but, shoelaces when they're about to come untied. Yeah. But we, we, we feel like we know what we're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. We've, we've gone through it and we've watched our loved ones go through it. And I, so, I absolutely. mean, it, it's not even like we know what we're talking about. It's, it's, we're just talking about our experiences yeah. and, and what we learned from it. We're talking about it. what we did and exactly. I'm, I'm very it. grateful for everything that I've gone through. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people take it for granted um, or use it as an excuse to act the way they do. Yeah. Um, but I, I take them as lessons. And, and in order to do that, uh, it, you got to talk about it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to come full circle from episode one, this is what I want from this podcast. Like, I want to be able to just generally talk about things with us friends yeah. and just yeah. have these conversations. And like I said in episode one, I'll just say it again. Um, if this podcast just reaches one person. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I've done my job. Like that's, that's what I want. Absolutely. I mean, if you, if you really think about it, it that's kind of how the church is. If, if we can get one person to one accept person Christ, to then, then our job yeah. is being done. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, we're just here to help. Um, I feel like it's kind of our call as just if you even can take away the religious aspect of it, which I don't think any of us should, but if we do, um, we're here to help. Like all of us, just as human beings. As, yeah. yeah, absolutely. You go through something, and it's not your job to just be like, okay, I went through that. It's your job to then help those who do go through it. Yeah. So that they come out better than us. Yeah, I think that's, that's just our whole job. Um, that's why we're small group leaders. Let's yeah. be honest. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we we all gone through stuff. We've got a little wisdom. That yeah, we can impart. The, so the, <laughs> not a lot. A good way lot. to phrase this is that I lead through experience. Yeah. I, I I'm not 
very Bible smart man. Like I don't know specific verses or anything, but if I know what they're going through, I can lean into that and I can like dip into some experiences that I've had with that and like talk to them about it and how I've gotten out of it. Yeah. So with that being said, we will jump to final thoughts. Sweet. I mean, I mean, uh, I feel like we definitely <laughs> we just <laughs> wrapped up very well. I mean, I, I think we just isolation. Did. I think is just a really, really tough thing. Absolutely, and it's impossible to handle alone. I think that's very clear from my perspective. Is that in every scenario when I isolated, it was always alone, and I never ever could come out of it. Yeah, by myself. Like mm-hmm. that main after that main COVID period, I had to have my mom set me up with a therapist at school which technically isn't even allowed <laughs> colleges require you to make the appointment but my mom somehow found out about the guy and it all worked out but it's so hard to break by yourself so Absolutely. seek someone seek friends but if you if if you're not the one going through it then be the friend yeah. right be the one to contact the therapist even you know if you're younger don't do that but yeah i mean <laughs> like be there push your friends show I, them how great encourage them yeah. to, yeah. to yeah. talk to someone don't necessarily mm-hmm. make the appointment for them absolutely but like yeah. encourage them maybe to if even, you're a loved one then, yeah then that's a good step yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, encourage them to make the appointment for themselves yeah because yeah. If, if i feel like if you do it yourself it's a lot more satisfying when you're out of it yeah absolutely you know it's the same as like if you're building a bridge once you're done and if you've put in the work you're satisfied of that bridge and you absolutely you, that's your child now perfect all right chase all last right. thoughts good talk Let's thank do- you yeah, yeah. um <laughs> now last thoughts definitely i'll tag on what y'all are saying if you are ever feeling alone if you're feeling like isolated definitely seek people seek us dude we're True. here to help. Right. I mean, Amen. this is my first time on the podcast, man. But You'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to help. We love this. This is our, this is, this is kind of our, our goal. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm aiming to become a children's pastor. Like, that's all I want to do. Yeah. All I want to do is help people. And, you know, uh, whatever form that takes, I'm down for it. Yeah. But um, seek people. And if it's not others, seek us. If it's not us, seek family. If it's mm-hmm. not family, seek God. Well, Amen. see, God is at the top of the list. Top of the list. <laughs> if you don't know the Lord, you should get yourself acquainted because he saved me more times than I could possibly count. Amen, brother. And I will tag on to a point you made to be that friend. If you see someone else going through it, be that friend. Absolutely. You will never understand what having just one singular person Absolutely. in your life will do. I mean, Chase and I have talked about that more times than we can Absolutely. count, especially oh. over this last month. Oh, yeah. You might feel like a jerk. You might feel like you're prying, but trust me, having that friend that one person that won't give up is amazing Isn't it? Yeah. that one person that like dude shut up you're hurting let me help and you're yeah. like nah I'm fine like dude come on <laughs> <laughs> be persistent be annoying but be the friend yeah so thank you guys for hopping on being vulnerable talking absolutely um, a pleasure, man. this was episode 4 Misadventures in Isolation unfortunately it's our last episode of the year but we will be back January 9th. Thank you to everyone who's listened to our podcast episode so far. We are very grateful. Very. Um, you can always find us on Instagram at underscore the lifeboat underscore. And that is all. So, as always, you don't have to be drowning. You can hop on the lifeboat. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Adios.